Hi, I'm Francesca Ragucci, owner of Francesca Ragucci Marketing, and you're listening to Creative Women's Co. Podcast. Welcome. You're listening to the Creative Women's Co. Podcast with Ari, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a small business and being a creative woman entrepreneur. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us again at Creative Women's Co. Podcast today. Uh, first of all, though, I would like to apologize on my voice because I'm still recovering from this crazy flu that has been going around um, in the state right now. I know a couple of people outside of the state um, have a couple of friends who also got sick with the same flu, and it's just been like a crazy experience. So apologize if you can hear my voice is a little bit congested and not as as usual, basically. But I would like to just kind of introduce you guys with our podcast guest today. Her name is Fran- uh, Francesca Ragucci. Am I pronouncing your name right, Francesca? You're correct, Ari. Fantastic. Um, and I would love to just for you to kind of hear her story and a couple of experiences that she actually have um, had in the past. And without further ado, let's actually welcome Francesca. And Francesca, how are you doing today? Hi, Ari. I'm well. Uh, the sun's shining, so that's a plus, especially this time <laughs> of year. I'm coming from Philadelphia, so it's been a cold winter. But the good part about Philadelphia is we will have spikes of warmer days, so we always make it through. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I hope Philadelphia doesn't get any of these crazy flu that's happening in the Midwest, and hopefully you're like staying healthy. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> a lot of lemon water. That's the way I go. Agreed. Um, so, Francesca, tell us a little bit more about you. We just kind of want to hear about um, what you currently do, what kind of business you actually have right now. And then just take us through um, into like, how do you get to where you are today, basically? Perfect. So my business right now is Francesca Ryuji Marketing. I am the sole owner and I work with clients, established business owners in the home industry and beyond. So those are real estate agents, interior designers, home builders, and so on with their social media accounts and their full online presence. So I help them grow relationships with their contact spheres business owners and potential clients. And I also manage their social media accounts and beyond. I like to use the term mobile marketing. You may hear me say that throughout this podcast because mobile marketing gives it more depth because most of us are communicating on our phones today and it's about creating content to be seen on a phone. Wow. I mean, like, honestly, I've never heard about mobile marketing um, in the way that you are currently prescribing. I know um, some people, when they mention about mobile marketing, I know it's only um, related to like mobile experiences. So it's interesting the way you actually positioning yourself into something that's very niche. Um, Can you actually tell us on, I know when you mentioned earlier, it's all about what you're currently doing today, right? So I'm actually curious to hear what was um, maybe like one or two things that you actually loved doing when you were a lot younger. Um, have you ever actually dreamed to do what you are doing today? Or was it like a different um, inspiration that you have when you were a lot younger? Tell us about that. 
the interesting part was when I was younger, I loved to be in front of large crowds performing. When I was young, I danced and I was a cheerleader, which involved being in front of hundreds or thousands of people in stadiums performing. And that was the place where I truly lit up. I had a big smile on my face. I hit every mark and the performances were always flawless. And from there, even though I didn't internally know that I would own my own business at age, you know, seven or middle school age, I knew that this was a place I wanted to be in a powerful way, a performance level. Mm -hmm. As I went through high school, I started to babysit. And babysitting was how I developed my own business. It gave me a sense of responsibility, being timely, scheduling clients properly, and also making my clients happy in order for them to refer me to other people. So the babysitting business allowed me to hone in on some of those core business concepts that I use today within my own business. Okay, so... Quick question, actually, and I'm a little bit intrigued because when you mentioned about you start running your business while you're doing babysitting, it's like, wait, how does that actually work? Um, I know in a way, maybe I could just kind of, I mean, like right now in my head, like the responsibility thing makes sense and that maybe you kind of just like systemizing it in order for you to get referrals and all that different stuff. But what was um, the strategy behind it that um, you feel that the babysitting gig for you was successful and you kind of... Um, maybe use that same foundation to build your current business. Okay, so here's my babysitting strategy, right? So this is a time pre-social media. Facebook probably was just in existence at this point. There was no Mm -hmm. care.com. Care.com is now the number one platform where babysitters can go to find jobs. So when I was younger, I took my mother's Pilates classes. And in those Pilates classes were my target client. Moms who needed people to watch their children because they were working full time. That was my target audience, right? So I took these Pilates classes early in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning when they were in there. My mom would introduce me to them and she helped me spread the word about babysitting because I love to do it. And I had a large amount of clientele through each week. That brought me in a lot of joy and income as well. So networking within the Pilates classes helped a lot. I was in the gym and that's how I gained clients right there. How old were you? Oh, I was in middle school. So I started out at age 12. Amazing. And I did it Amazing. Oh my God. Okay. 12 years old, already networking with moms who you already identify as your own target audience for the babysitting gigs. Like that is amazing. Oh man. Yeah. I started at 12. I do want to clarify that started at 12. I was more hardcore when I was 15, 16 (laughs) and got older. That's when I was doing it, you know, nine to five full-time hours, waking up, picking them up, taking them to camps doing all different types of things was when I received my driver's license. That's just like, wow, amazing, Francesca. I have never actually heard of this, but it just like blew my mind right now. Um, okay. <laughs> Tell me actually, has there ever been a time uh, where you feel like you had a bad or any ugly experiences or you felt like maybe you were lost or alone um, throughout your business? 
Are you talking about my current business right now? Um, we can talk whether it's uh, your current or your past businesses. Okay, so let's talk about my current business so we can get people onto that track and give some good value to uh, the business owners who are listening. So okay. I want to make the point of client workflow and setting expectations right in the beginning of the process. So my type of business, and I know many of your types of businesses, being creative entrepreneurs, you have a specific process that you go through with clients. So for example, my marketing business. So say I am bringing on a client for a marketing campaign that lasts a couple of months or it's month to month marketing. It is my sole responsibility as the business owner to present the client with information going into the project. What are the expectations, meaning what are my policies that I have set in place on a PDF what is the process or what are the steps that it takes to get to the final product and payment? When are they going to pay me? When are we going to talk on the phone? When are they going to see the project in draft one? When are they going to see it live on social media? It's so important to set expectations going into relationships because I can tell you that if you are not crystal clear about every little thing, even the amount of phone calls you're going to have, the email communication, what time you allow clients to email you, the communication will not be as cohesive between the both of you because you're working with another person that may or may not be like you and work a different way. So it's important to set expectations going into relationships and have a sound client workflow. So before you even get clients or you're bringing on a new service within your business, write it out, put it in a Google Doc and make sure you have everything in line so you can execute that workflow properly for your client. I have to agree on that one um, specifically because um, in the past, I would say six months, I've been really struggling to find um, an assistant to kind of help me with my design projects as I start bringing in more clients and there's more um, projects coming in. I just can't do everything on my own anymore, right? So um, it was it was basically a time for me to really rethink of, okay, what is my process actually looks like? How do I document it, that? Put it on a, like like you said, Google Docs or any type of like written down um, things, as long as you have it written down and then you can have it, one, it's documented. And then two, you can share it with whether it's going to be your assistants or any new people that are going to work under you and following the exact same process that you already have. And I actually feel like at the very beginning, it was like, I don't need that. I know my process, but technically you don't know your process until you write it down, you follow it through step by step, and then you're handing it off and explaining it to somebody else who will either helping you out or like maybe replacing you when you are currently out of the office or like on vacation or something. So I love that you actually mentioned about figuring out your process and then like setting the expectation because I think that's really huge for people. And we take that very lightly um, until you realize that you got this like crazy messages from, um, or you're like clients keep asking you at a random time where you're actually not working or maybe over the weekend. And you just feel like this project becomes such a, 
I guess like such a nightmare because you start feeling that it's not fun anymore because you did not set those expectations to be one respect respected and um, you basically leading the project instead of being dictated by your client, right? Right. And I love how you mentioned the word respect because respect is a strong word when you're working with a client because you're going into relationships and relationships Mm -hmm. require respect on both ends. The client is going to you because you are the expert and you are the resource that they need in order to execute something that will benefit them. Yeah. So um, quick question for you, Francesca, in terms of like um, this thing that you mentioned earlier and share with us, what is the one thing that you would say the number one, um, number one thing that people often neglect when setting up expectation or like going into a project or going into a relationship and partnership with um, any brand or business, basically? The number one thing that people neglect is a well-written agreement. For example, I've worked with many freelancers, video producers, and other people. So we've all had the experience of working with different business owners where I can say, okay, this is their process. They have a different process. Everyone has their own process for how they work with clients. The number one component you need is a solid agreement at the beginning of the process. You also need to get on the phone with a potential client before the process actually starts. Because, hey, I love email and social media communication, but nothing beats the phone. And when you can get on the phone with a client and explain to them or have them just ask you questions about your business, that's the time for you to engage them and figure out if they're the right client for you. Once you do and you start that process, send them an agreement. Make sure it's signed. Make sure they agree on all of your terms and conditions. And if they have policies or expectations for you, make sure that's within uh, the process as well. Hi there, I'm Leslie Castromer from Creative Women's Co. I'm here to tell you about the collective membership. Many of you have been asking us about how you can be more involved and engaged with us, whether it's through our live events or online. Here's how. Join us as a collective member starting as low as $9 a month. You can join Ari and many other creative women entrepreneurs for quality conversations at our live and online events, learning brunches, casual cocktail events, panel gatherings, speed mentoring sessions, and more. Also included is a monthly collective members only live mastermind video call on a variety of topics to discuss your challenges and how you can thrive. All that and more included in your collective membership starting as low as $9 a month. Join us as a collective member today. Sign up at creativewomens.co slash membership. Um, in terms of like um, your own experiences, I want, I'm just wondering, um, has there been a time when you actually get, well, honestly, I'm not sure if this, there's an answer from you because I feel like you are such an organized in such a young age already and already kind of like identify your target audience and all of this thing. And I'm, I'm imagining that your process has already been um, 
pretty much like refine and um, finalize um, so much earlier in your business. So has there been a time where you actually didn't have a good process and you realized, crap, this is this is not good. I have to like really revise it quickly before the next um, client coming in and pretty much like streamlining my process. Has there been a time like that at all? I will tell you, yes, there has been. Also, when, when I created my first real estate photography agreement at the beginning of my, of my business to where I'm at now to where I will be at in the future, it will always evolve because I'm evolving, my business is evolving, and I am experiencing more working with new clients. Say I have an experience that I did not include on the agreement, or the client may be emailing me at 10 p.m. wanting projects done or wanting answers. Then I turn around and I say, okay, I have a specific time frame that I want my client to communicate with me within. And that's you know, Monday to Friday, whatever time to whichever time I decide to choose. Because again, I'm growing and I'm evolving and you're never done. Once you write agreement one, that will not be your agreement forever. It's really always about going in and changing. And especially within my business, um, social media marketing, email marketing, website design, I do different projects with clients that are special and unique and require a different type of agreement and a process. Uh, I see. So um, in terms of like, I guess, what you do for your clients outside the current services that you currently offer, what do people come to you for? The main reason my client comes to me is for access. Access of individuals and tools that they need in order to grow their business in a mobile environment. They also come to me because I have the resources. Now, I let me give you a solid example. My clients are real estate agents. And one of the strategies I use for some of them is to connect them with people who are influential in their cities, otherwise known as influencers in some cases. My clients come to me and work with me on a monthly basis because I have the connection or the resources of influencers of specific type of people they're looking for in order for them to execute their goals. They also come to me because of time, right? Realtors or interior designers, they don't have the time to sit on social media, on Facebook, on LinkedIn to understand the algorithm or why Facebook changed its interface or why Instagram looks different or how to do a live video. They are educated in their fields and their fields are what they focus in on. And I add on quality to them through the marketing that I provide. So together, myself and my client are really a team. We're partners. And that's what we go into it as. Yes. And I, I think partnership with clients is the best way to go because not only you're building relationship with them, you're going like a really um, like a full 
full-time um, relationship in terms of like you support each other as a partner, right? And um, I've had this experience in the past where I feel like I wanted to only work with people, one, who respect me for my profession, um, and then two, who actually want to grow with the company. Because I feel like those type of people, they not only respect what you do and they feel aligned with what your either mission or vision is, and they actually truly believe in partnership as like a whole. I mean, like you can't be doing things just on your own. Um, you will always need help from somebody else. And I think when people realize that they need like a team or partnership and stuff like that, they are building like a, a bigger, I wouldn't say a bigger team in, in a way that um, traditional or like um, corporate job kind of way, but when you are an entrepreneur and you have your own business, it's so much better to have the partnership and just like grow it together. Yeah. For me, it's all about longevity. And I'm sure that's how you look at your business as well. I want to work with a client who's going to work with me for six months, a few years, because then the relationship can grow into something powerful and impactful in many different ways when my main service is monthly marketing. So that's when I'm managing a client's social media account, email marketing, website, and so on, on a month to month basis. And when a client comes into that process, three months later, six months later, a year later, they're seeing such change within their reputation because that's what I look at it as. I manage their reputation online. Yeah, that's amazing. People are coming up to them and complimenting them. They're gaining new clients in ways that they never thought possible mm -hmm. because they didn't have the time or the resources to like look at social media on their own or manage it on their own. They needed a partner. Yes, I agree. Okay, I have this really cool question to ask for you. Oh, great. <laughs> Has there any has there been a recent or recent moment of you of you feeling a deep joy or like fulfillment and you feel like you're really content and satis satisfaction basically as a business owner? Oh, definitely. When I get to speak in front of a group of people that are potential clients for me, that's when I fly. I love it. Um, I got to speak in front of you know a group of real estate agents about a few weeks ago about my services or just helping them out with social media and being with people in person, I really got to feel the energy and I had the opportunity for them to come up to me afterwards. And I think that kind of relates to when you mentioned about when you're younger, you actually do this, the cheerleading thing and you love like um, being in front of people. And I think that still to it's still true because you love like speaking to like these amazing um, audience and sharing about how you can actually help them. Right. Oh, definitely. So just to start off when I was doing cheerleading and dancing, I was performing with my body, no speaking. Yeah. But I already had that used to being in front of a large crowd. So as I transitioned into to college after college into my business, it became the speaking. So when I was in college, I started speaking in front of 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, getting myself used to it 
-hmm. used to thinking on my feet, improvising. I mean, one time I took an improv class um, in my in my city, which was very random of me and just super spontaneous. I loved it because it taught me that I don't need to read from a script all the time. If I'm confident in myself and my business, which I am at this point, I'm able to get on a podcast with you or speak in front of a group of people totally off the record without even have, you know, thought of a whole entire, here's how I'm going to lay out my entire speech and Mm -hmm. just talk and be myself. That's where the real power comes from. And that's when somebody recognizes that because it's energy. Yeah. And speaking of improv, actually, What motivates you to actually take a name prof class? (laughs) (laughs) What motivated me was I said, Francesca, I said this to me. I said, if if I start my own business, I'm going to be in every situation possible that's outside of my comfort zone and I better get used to it. So before my business really blossomed, I went down, I looked up online an improv class because I wanted to do something where I could get in front of people. And the improv class was at this comedy center. I went in, it was about an hour, two hour class where we just, we pretended to be different people. We were put into the situation. We made sounds and noises with our hands as a group. And it taught me just to go with the flow. That's what it taught me. And even on like on this podcast right now, I'm putting it right into practice. I'm going with the flow. I'm enjoying the moment. Would you recommend um, other people try the improv as well? Because I know a lot of people that I've talked to who have gone to or experienced the class, um, just tell me it's like, you should just try it. Just try it. Definitely try it out. Guess what? The, the beauty of it is if you're shy and you say, oh my gosh, do I have to tell my friends and family I'm doing this? You don't. Just get in your car on a weekend, find an improv class, or another class you'd like to take that gets you outside of your comfort zone and just do it. Yeah. Just try it once. Yeah, I agree. I may actually put that into my goal for the next month or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's we'll perfect. Just we'll let me know how it goes. <laughs> All right. So what's next for you and your business, Francesca? You know what? Next is just really practicing the patience of taking advantage of every opportunity that comes my way. Social media is a beautiful tool. And I really want everyone to just like sit on this thought for It's beautiful because we are able to connect with anyone. You can even attempt to connect with your favorite celebrity or singer, but we have the opportunity to connect with any business owner, any potential client we're looking for in order to just say hi or present ourselves and our services and see what happens. So I'm taking advantage of opportunities that are in front of me. For example, being on podcasts. I love the podcast because it's very conversational and we get to talk and make an impact on other business owners. And I love video. So if if you go to my website, I'm always doing video. I love going Instagram live, Facebook live, and on YouTube because the best way that I showcase myself is through video. So do you have like a YouTube um, channel as well? I have a YouTube channel, just YouTube Francesca Gucci. You'll see my channel. I have a YouTube documentation. It's called In Progress. It's about Mm -hmm. my journey as an entrepreneur. 
my day to day, you know, me with clients, me out in the city. So that's the way that a potential client is better able to get to know me. They're able to see me. Seeing you interactive just gets to the core. Got it. And it's very powerful. I see. Okay. Um, last question. Is there a personal message or any favorite quote that you want to share with our listeners? So I have my own quote, and it's resonated with me in a lot of ways. So it's inner reflects outer, outer reflects inner. So I'll repeat that one more time. Inner reflects outer, outer reflects inner. So what does that mean? Now I'm in the energy. I love vibrations. I'm into that kind of stuff. So I say my inner self reflects out on my outer self. So how I feel inside, just about me, about my core self and my sense of being, reflects outer. Because when I'm feeling great, you can see it in my eyes because that's who I am. You can see it in the glow of my skin or in my smile, my expressions, the way I move my hands. On the opposite angle, outer reflects inner. I lead a very healthy lifestyle. I lift weights five days a week. I eat properly, you know, fruits, vegetables, nutrition. So what I'm putting into my body reflects my body on the inside and my strength and also what I'm wearing. So, and this stuff matters, okay? It matters because the way you present yourself, what you're wearing, we're all business owners here. If you have a specific style, whether you're like, I love to wear heels and blazers and nice business clothes because that's who I am or I'm wearing a nice casual sweater with a clean pair of jeans and a nice pair of flats to a meeting for example I like how I look on the outside so it reflects on the inside so those are just a few ways that that mantra that I say has resonated with me and it's completely my own it might be someone else's I don't know but that's quote Francesca Gucci right there so if you use it make sure to tag (laughs) (laughs) I actually love it I love what you said because it's so true and I like that you really own your style and your character like from in and out and um, this actually reminds me of the conversation we had last night on our self-care panel where um, I mentioned that when you feel like stressed out or even when you feel happy, all of those will have a ripple effect to people around you or around you basically. And um, so if you don't want to always be, um, I guess like seen as the one person that always going to get grumpy or always going to be stressed out, be true to yourself. Right. And um, I think um, having people who can one respect you again, going back into our conversation earlier, I think it will show in one you, how you dress and how you actually present yourself, and then how you talk and how you basically like treat others as well. I think those always kind of have a, a ripple effect to people around you, and then kind of build your own personal brand too. Definitely, because the way you walk into a meeting, into a presentation, or into a coffee with someone. They're looking at you. They're looking at your mm-hmm. body language. They're, if your eyes are wandering around and not focused on them, they're seeing it. So I always yeah. make sure and YouTube this stuff. Look it up. You know, proper body language, good ways to hold myself, because that'll help you get more centered in what you're doing. 
I agree. All right. It's been amazing to just kind of like chat with you, Francesca. So where can people find you after this podcast? Find me on FrancescaRaguchi.com. I know, Ari, you're going to link up all my social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So just find me there. As I spoke about earlier, my YouTube channel, I post a video every week. So you get to see the inside look on an entrepreneur growing my business. Because guess what? I'm, de- I'm definitely just at the beginning of my journey. And it's going to be a fruitful one, I can tell. That's amazing. And you've been starting all this since 12. Oh my God, you guys. So make sure to follow her on social media. And I love how you said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's the okay. thing business. And I just want to mention that as an entrepreneur, you may have had like a run-in with a lemonade stand or sold items on eBay or sold pens at school. And going through the, the podcasting journey, podcasters have brought this out of me because they want to know where I came from and how I started. I'm like, oh my gosh, like my, my babysitting did teach me core fundamentals of growing a business. You know, me being a cheerleader and dancing taught me how to present myself in front of people in large crowds. So that matters. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Well, (laughs) it's been so great to just kind of like have a conversation with you and I hope everyone enjoy our conversation today. Uh, Make sure to keep listening to our podcast coming up again in the next few weeks. And thank you again, Francesca. And I will hopefully get connected with you offline and then we'll chat more. Oh, 100%. Thank you, Ari. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by Chikalafia Design. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing day.